0: Let's pray. God, we thank you that we are already sustained by the bread of life, without even realizing it in each moment. That the breath that's in our lungs now, the blood that courses through our veins, our heartbeats, the structures around us of family and friends and community and church, we thank you for it, God. And we ask that you would open our minds and our hearts to ways that we can continue to crave and seek that bread to be strengthened for this journey that we are beckoned into through you. God, unless you speak to us today, nothing of value will be said, so give me your words to speak and keep me completely out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes I get hangry. Anybody else get hangry? Yeah, there's a few of you. So, if you don't know what this this term is, hungry, it, it, hangry means is when you are angry because you're hungry. Right? Hangry, hungry and angry together. Often I don't even realize that I'm hangry. I just start really not liking people in general. I'm annoyed at everything, especially my husband. And I am am just just discontent. And when I start to eat, I feel the discontent lifting like a fog. I can physically feel myself start to like those around me more. I actually imagine, wow, I did marry a kind of nice guy. Even if you don't get hangry, you've most likely had your day transformed by a perfectly timed snack or a delicious meal. It can make things exponentially better. Our scriptures this morning speak to these perfectly timed meals, both literal and spiritual, and they also speak to spiritual anger. Our Old Testament scripture intersects with the newly liberated Israelites as they traveled in the desert. These folk had spent generations in slavery, but they had not gone hungry. They had not experienced what it was like to be in this space of in-between, this liminal space. They, quite frankly, had only known Egypt as their home, even though they had heard stories and they knew they didn't quite belong. That was what they knew. After the initial thrill of the escape, and I can't even imagine the drama around it, they were out of their element and they were hangry. They boldly revolted against God and their leaders lamenting that they, were ever set, that they were ever set free, wondering if it would have been better if they had died. I mean, it was so dramatic. They were so upset, wondering why they had to leave the comfort of their shackles for the perils of their newfound freedom. Instead of punishing these hangry folk or stern talking to them, God fed them. God provided for them manna from heaven, bread of God in the morning and at twilight, more than they could eat at a single setting, yet not shelf stable, to remind them of something else, that they were to have a continual reliance on God, that they were not going to be able to store things away for a rainy day and protect themselves. But instead, in this new space in their journey, they were to entrust every need to God. God met their grumbling with grace. Daily bread. I love, in the scripture of the Old Testament, their first impression of the manna, right? What is this? (laughs) They asked Moses, what is this stuff? And Moses responded, this is God's gift to you. Surprising, new, foreign, enough. Manna, bread from heaven. Sustenance for each moment. In last week's gospel, we saw the physical feeding of the 5,000, if you'll recall. This week, Jesus takes it one step Farther and speaks to another kind of hunger, which I believe you can only speak to if you've actually filled people's bellies, right? If someone is actively hungry or hangry, they cannot experience the truth of God. That is why it's so important for us as Christians and followers of God that we meet people's needs at every level. So the folk that Jesus spoke to were hungry in a different way, hangry in a different way spiritually hangry. What Jesus offered them was something transformational beyond just one meal. Bread from heaven. Nourishment from the inside out. A recognition of what is truly needed in our lives. Grace. Love. Reconciliation. Hope. Purpose. Joy. The good things of God. When the folk heard about it that day, they were ready. Okay, sign us up, give it to us. How do we get it? How do we order this off the divine menu? They were ready, and I think so are we. We are most certainly not in the same circumstances as the ancient Israelites, but I believe that all too often we also walk around spiritually hangry, starving for the bread of life, anemic in our peace, skinny on love, slim on hope. We, like our ancient spiritual ancestors, occupy liminal space. We're not between Egypt and the Promised Land, but we're between the already and the not yet, between God's conquering of death and the last gasp of grief between our goals and our achievement, between the diagnosis and the healing, between the start and the finish, between the conversation and the resolution. We also need nourishing sustenance for our journey between the already and the not yet. We need the bread of heaven in the morning and the evening and every moment in between I want to pause for one second for a public service announcement. Uh, The epistle this morning has something in it that we have to address. It's a term that is used often in Christian circles, and I want to know if you all have heard this before. I'm just speaking the truth in love. Have you heard this? Speaking the truth in love? Yeah, I'm hearing, I'm seeing some, some people nodding their head. Usually, someone prefaces something they're about to say to someone else with this phrase, I am just speaking the truth in love, so that they can say something harsh and judgmental. And there are moments for these boundaries, if we have loved ones, that we need to speak truthful things to. But if we ever have to say, I'm speaking the truth in love, we should probably not be saying that thing. Because it's, God's job to convict, not ours. Our expectation of others usually just works to distract us from the places we need to change and grow. And one of the glaring signs of spiritual hanger is judgment of ourselves, of others. It gets in the way. Speaking the truth in love looks less like attempting to modify other people's behavior and more like encouragement, solidarity, reassurance, And kindness. I'm grateful that some of you did not nod your heads when that you've ever heard that before, but I wanted to to address that because part of building one another up is not pointing out each other's flaws, it's instead just pointing to where the bread is. We're all hungry. We all need God's grace. So hangry as we are, if we were to order the bread from heaven on the divine menu, If we, like the disciples, decided that living in an anemic, hangry, spiritual state pales in comparison to the fullness of God, how might we recognize it? Would we have eyes to see? Because there's so much spiritual sustenance that we have without even realizing it. I imagine we would be like the wandering ancient Israelites, And we would say something like, what is this? What is this stuff, these gifts from God? They're surprising. They're new. They're mystical. And yet, they are enough. They are grace. They are love. I think that it would look like a lot of different things, depending on our circumstances. But some might be looking like a new fervor for prayer, seeking solace in God. It might look like a wonderment at all of God's creation. Maybe it might even be looking at other humans and thinking of what a wonder they are. Have you ever, have you ever done that? Just, it, was, it was such a wonderful experience a few months ago when Mo challenged us to go out and say encouraging words to people on our way home from church. And so I started looking at people like, what's cool about them? What's cool about them? What's cool about them? Everyone's a miracle. Everyone that we see, a divine reflection. It might be a discontent that moves us forward towards something scary. It might be the courage to make it through a tough, brave thing. And on and on and on in the surprising sustenance of God's grace, providing for us in each moment. And receiving it? Receiving it might look sometimes just like coming to the table. Like gathering and allowing grace to nourish us. Like letting go. Stopping trying to hoard things and recognizing that God will provide for us what we need in each moment. Like stepping out on faith. Like relying on people rather than ourselves. Like smiling at a stranger. Like butterflies surprising us on the path. Like the sound of an opera or ocean. All manna, bread from heaven, nourishment for our very lives. Amen.